Welcome to the Housing Matters Podcast, brought to you by the California Association of Realtors and the Center for California Real Estate. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Housing Matters Podcast, where we're nerding out with you every couple of weeks on everything you need to know about the housing market and the economy. My name is Jordan Levine. I'm the Deputy Chief Economist at the California Association of Realtors. And, and I'm, I'm joined by our awesome senior economist, Oscar Way. Hey, everyone. Jordan, so, how are you uh, doing? <laughs> I, you know, I'm living the dream. An exciting time, I think, to be an economist with all the the changes that are happening out there. And I think for, you know, for our members, the the things that we really want to focus on this week is is all the news that's happened, really. We've got a lot of news on the mortgage front in terms of mortgage rates. We heard some new guidance from the Federal Reserve about the way the uh, outlook is going. We're going to talk a little bit about the economy and GDP overall, uh, some of the signals that we might be seeing about a potential recession, and then we'll cap off with some uh, recaps on what we saw in the February housing market data. So let's start on the mortgage rate side. We had a, a pretty exciting week from a housing market standpoint, right? You're absolutely right. You know, interesting and exciting. And of course, from the standpoint of realtors, it's exciting because we was just six months ago, we hit 5% and we thought, okay, wow, well, this is, is it going to continue to go up? But since then, we actually have some encouraging news. We are seeing uh, currently 30-year fixed rate dropping to the lowest that we have seen since what last uh, year, January of last year, 4%. Yeah. Why, yeah. I mean, 4.06% to be precise. I mean, I wouldn't expect that to happen. I mean, even what, three months ago when people asked me about what do you think about interest rate, I I didn't tell them that it's going to go down to you know below 4.25 or even 4.10 4.1. Right, definitely, and I think this is good news for members and for home buyers, right? Because when rates went up from 4% last January to 5% by November, um, that really has severe impacts in terms of affordability. We know that affordability is already no picnic, right? Folks are already struggling to afford the cost of housing. And when we had that 100 basis point jump in rates last year, that really takes a huge bite out of how much folks can actually afford on a monthly basis. It really jacks up those those monthly mortgage payments. And so um, having dropped from you know 5% basically in November to now just 4%, that's a huge reprieve that buyers are having. And I think it should generate some activity on the home sales market and kind of offset some of these headwinds that that we've been talking about for for the last couple of months. But I, I you know, again, I think that as we'll talk about and and see in the housing market side is that, you know, I don't think it's time to uh to pop the champagne corks, if you will, because I think the you know the market has still got a lot of question marks out there, and we saw that with the Fed this week as well, or last week, depending on when you're when you're listening to this. But the Fed decided to hold off on raising rates. We you know see that the market is still kind of all over the map and up and down in the in the stock market, and and so the Fed decided not to do anything on on the rate side but I think the more juicy bit or the more interesting bit was that they you know the reasons why is that they're they're kind of downgrading their outlook on on what the economy is going to do over the next year or two. Yeah, and they did so because of a lot of different things. I mean, I think prior to the Fed uh, projection of what the economy is going to be like this year and next year uh or you know uh, second half of the year, I think earlier part of the year we saw uh some 
economic forecast by um, at the global level. You know, the global economic forecast actually was lowered uh, because of a lot of different reasons, because of concern about the uh, trade conflict with China, yeah. because of the concern about, you know, it was, this is even before, you know, what we're going to talk about, like, you know, the stock market volatility or stock market, you know, did uh, go up and down uh, right. towards the end of last year, but it seems to stabilize a little bit at the beginning of this year or till now. But we also saw a little bit of um, somewhat discouraging or disappointing report on the labor market as well. Of course, one month doesn't make a, a trend, but uh, we saw right. both at the national level as well as the state level. I think that's kind of triggered some concern about you know, the economic uh, projection for this year at the Fed level. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think that that really spooks the, the markets. And I think that it is is telling. It does suggest that the Fed probably won't continue to to raise rates. And a lot of folks are saying no more rate hikes this year. And I think that's, you know, from the standpoint of, of what rates do to buyers affordability, that's good news for our clients. And I think that, you know, on its face, lower rates is a good thing for the housing market. The only thing I I kind of, you know, caution against being too celebratory on the Fed front is that um, lower rates are good, except to the extent that the Fed isn't raising rates because they're worried about, um, you know, the probability of recession having gone up. And so that's the only the only caveat there. And there's lots of political issues out there bubbling on the global economic front. You mentioned the the China slowdown and the trade war and what that's doing to their economy, but we've also got problems in Europe with, yeah, right, exactly. uh, you know, Brexit and potential slowdowns in Germany. And so I think that, you know, there's still a, a lot of, of headwinds out there. And I think the Fed is kind of owning up to some of those headwinds. And so, yes, low rates are, are going to be, um, you know, appreciated by the housing market, no doubt. But uh, I think it also is indicative a bit of, of some of the increased risk of, of recession. The next piece that, that kind of piggybacks on that is that we see that economic growth actually isn't as good as, as what was previously reported, right? So we just got the revised fourth quarter number and, and we were only up by about 2.2% instead of about 2.6%. Some of that was due to you know, actually consumption being downgraded. And I've been talking about consumption as a potential weak link in the economy for, for the last couple of months because, you know, a lot of the, the growth in GDP is fueled by consumption. And that in turn, that consumption in large part has been fueled by an increase in credit. Financial obligations are pretty low at this point, but it's mostly because people haven't jumped back into the mortgage market. So if you look at consumer debt on its own, um, that's actually back near those kind of pre-recession peaks. And so it's, it really, um, you know, isn't suggestive that consumer debt's going to start to implode. But I think there's a limit to how much we can expect consumers to continue to shoulder the burden because a lot of that growth that we've seen has been fueled by credit. And eventually credit cards get maxed out, lines of credit um, get maxed out. We can't just continue to add more and more debt. And so I think that we can expect consumers to slow down. And when you look at some of the other components of the economy, um, it's not really firing on all cylinders, right? We're seeing weakness in some of those other categories, right, Oscar? Yeah, I mean, you, when you take a look at fixed investment, I mean, of course, it's a it's a broad category, but just looking at some of the investment, we know that it has uh, gone down to a more moderate 3.1%. It's still a growth, uh, but it's partly because of what we have been seeing in the residential investment as well. I mean, we know, you know, in the residential uh, market, uh, we are seeing in the second half of the year 
uh, the uh, home home uh, sales start slowing down a little bit because of rates, because of uh, many different reasons, uncertainty about the market, uncertainties about the uh, economy, and and uh, the prospect you know for consumption going back a little bit maybe um, maybe not as positive in the first quarter, but I'm hoping that it's contained in the first quarter or first couple months. You know, partly because of what happened with the uh, the government the shutdown. Right. So, I mean, that actually will have, you know, a little bit of an impact. And we have already seen that from some of the retail sales um, right. figures. And so, consumer confidence is back up a little bit as well. Right. And and so, so, so that's good. And we will probably see some uh, improvement in the next month or two or so. But safe to say in the first quarter of this year, we are seeing uh, below 2%, most likely below 2% uh, growth rate in GDP. Um, given that last quarter was 2.2, uh, the right. fact that we have a less than 2.2% is not unexpected. But on the other hand, I know um, you do a little bit of um, research on corporate profit as well. Just based on the GDP number, the corporate, pro corporate profit seems to be slowing down. Um, but hey, yeah. it's expected as well. Because yeah, you know, right. I mean, there's a there's a limit or an extent to how far those tax cuts can push. We got right. a nice little bump in investment uh, after the tax reform, but you know that's kind of a a one-time discrete jump down to these lower levels of taxation that you know are are largely going to be fading out. I think over the course of the next couple of quarters. And so all in all, I think when when you kind of boil it down to the nuts and bolts of what it really means is that there's more uh, short-term risk in the economy. And I think we saw that as well reflected in the yield curve, which finally uh, inverted. Tell tell our members what a little bit about what they need to know about what the yield curve is. Sure. I mean, I think uh, you know, it's in the news a lot uh, for in the last few days or so. Let's just kind of clarify what the yield curve is. The yield curve is basically a graph that plots the uh, interest rates yield on bonds over varying maturities. So we look at a lot of time when people said yield curve, yield curve inversions, it looks at, you know, the different times like 10-year bonds, two-year bonds, and three-month bonds. Now, um, typically, you know, for a shorter uh, uh, bond with shorter maturities, you know, the yield tend to be a little bit lower. So just think of it as, you know, your 30-year fixed rate versus a 15-year fixed rate. You know, 30 years, right. typically, it is... If I'm going to lock up my money with you for 30 years, you right. better give me a little bit of uh, something extra for for being able to hold my money for, for that long. Right. Anything can happen. All bets are off over the next 30 years um, versus if I'm just giving it to you for a month or two months or three months, um, I kind of have a better sense of what the future, quote unquote, looks like on that kind of a time horizon. And so I don't, um, you know, need you to pay me quite as much for the risk. Yeah, that's the idea. That yeah, it basically comes down to risk. You know, the longer the time, usually that means a little bit more risk. I mean, if you hold on to, if I lend you a cash for like one day, the risk is probably minimal. So that's the idea. So typically, that's what you know people would think. I will have to charge you a little bit higher, but at a longer term. But if the yield curve inversion is basically means you know, investors actually see more risks in the short run. In the long run, so they actually charge a little bit higher in terms of um, risk in the, the higher uh, for uh, lending money in the short term than in the long run. Same for bonds, right? And that's kind of exactly the opposite of what you'd expect to see in a in a kind of healthy economy, right? Where uh, if you're getting more money to to store your money over the short run, or you're requiring more money, that means you have more trepidation or concern about about the future of, of the economy. And the reason why people care about this so much is that it's been such an accurate 
kind of predictor of a recession, right? Every Absolutely. single one of the last, I think, 11 recessions you you pulled out, we've had a yield curve inversion kind of leading up to to that recession. And and so this is why people are are paying attention to this. And I think that, you know, it doesn't happen immediately. Usually it's somewhere around, you know, a year and at the kind of far end, two years out from when the yield curve actually uh, inverted, but it is indicative of this kind of um, increased or heightened risk to the economy that I think you're seeing show up both in the in the Fed's activities right now and the, the kind of weaker GDP growth and especially on the consumer side. Um, and, and that's kind of what's behind this number. And I think it does suggest that, that you know, there's gonna be um, more headwinds coming for for the economy, I mean, even when you just look at the length of the current expansion, we don't have 10, 11 year long expansions yeah. going back historically. And so, um, you know, business cycles are actually a thing. And so we, we wanna be cognizant of the fact that, you know, even though yes, mortgage rates have gone down uh, and that is good for our industry, there are these kind of broader economic headwinds that we're up against. And so again, not time to necessarily uh, pop the champagne cork. And as again, again, as I said, I think when you when you look at the the Fed and what they're gonna do, I mean, you you did some research on what Janet Yellen's saying, but I think that uh, you know it's likely that we're not gonna see a rate cut regardless of whether the recession comes or not, just because of those headwinds. I mean, what it, what was Janet Yellen saying? Yeah, I mean, you know, that's the silver lining. I mean, that the Federal Reserve could possibly cut rates, you know, if we are seeing that there is a possibility of a recession. So, you know, we ask or, you know, the media ask about, you know, uh, former, former uh, chair, former Fed chair, Janet Yellen, whether we are going to see a the Fed cutting rates because now they perceive that there could be a recession or possibly a recession. So the thing is, you know, she came out and said, well, hold off a little bit. You know, yes, you know, the... Uh, the interpretation of the inversion yield curve and the, the Federal Reserve thinking that the uh, the economic growth is going to slow down, um, but that's actually is something that they foresee a while back. You know, a year ago, two years ago, they actually know that there will be possible uh, U.S. recessions, maybe in 2020 and 2021. But she actually came out and said, "Yes, this, uh, the economy is slowing down right now, but." There is not going to be a recession in 2019, and there's not going to be a um, uh, Fed is not going to cut rates in 2019. So she came out because she's the former Fed chair. She came out and said that that's not going to happen. So most likely, as we uh, uh, speculate, you know, there will probably not be a Fed uh, funds rate increase um, this year. But there's also not very like unlikely that it's going to be ha uh, we're going to have a Fed cut, Fed funds rate cut this year as Either. well yeah gotcha yeah and so i think ultimately the 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 messaging to clients and things is that you know now's the time we already saw those five percent rates um you know four percent is a huge amount of savings in terms of your your monthly payments so if you've been thinking about getting into the market then uh you know and you're going to get in it for the long haul and get in it um into a house that you can actually afford those are obviously always the caveats um then you know it makes a lot more sense to get in at four percent than at five percent and i think uh, we're starting to see some of that show back up in the actual housing market numbers right because we had a bit of a bounce back in february 
January was down pretty substantially, I think, to the lowest level in many years, going back to, I think, 2014. I'd have to double check that number, but, uh, you know, in a, in a very long time, and, and we actually bounced back. We didn't get above the 400,000 critical benchmark, but we did make some pretty, uh, you know, decent strides at, at getting close. Yeah, and and that's I mean it's it's encouraging in the sense that yes we had a very poor month at the beginning of the year. Remember it dropped down to the lowest level, and then the fact that we bounced back in February partly because of very very partly you know very very minimally because of the um, government shutdown um, that wearing off. A, yeah, it's bounced back from that because of the delay in um, closing transactions and things like that, but. I do feel a little bit more encouraged compared to um, a few months ago, months knowing ago. that yeah. the interest rates actually now is at four percent, and the fact that it is possible that it may stay at you know four, four point two five ish or so for a little bit longer. But I, you're right, you know, we shouldn't get too excited because last time um, when we had an eleven percent increase on a month-to-month -month basis in terms of sales, we actually dropped back right away, partly because right. of seasonality. Um, but the other thing is, I mean, from if you take a look at our forecast, I'm, I, I, you know, I don't want to pump everyone up, but you know, when you take a look at our forecast, we do expect a, a drop-off in sales this year compared to last year. Yeah, yeah, and I think that, you know, what we did see this kind of bounce back from these very low levels in January, but we're still below 400,000 and on an annual basis, we're still down about five and a half percent. So we're still running very close to, you know, where our forecast said we would be, which is down about 7% or so. Um, we don't have the kind of headwinds with the rates that we talked about, and we see mm -hmm. that the Fed's gonna, gonna kind of hold off. And so that would suggest that things might be better than what our original forecast had suggested, but then at the same time, we've got the prospect of lower consumer spending and, and weaker economic growth that kind of cuts against that. And so I still feel like we're kind of in the in that relative territory where we need to be with the forecast. We still are seeing, um, you know, prices grow by low single digits. We did bounce back from about only one and a half percent growth in January to two and a half percent, 2.2 percent. But there's no doubt that price growth has definitely slowed. We're still seeing time on market much higher and a little bit of discounting out there. And so um, when you kind of think about the net result of all these issues that we've discussed today, I think that together with the inventory levels, which are, are much higher, and the fact that you've got some positives on the on the Fed side and on the rate side and some negatives in terms of the uh, GDP and yield curve stuff that, uh, that we're basically right on track with, with where we were forecasting more or less with, again, minus 7% on the closed transaction side, but basically flatness on the price side. And so I think that, uh, again, the message to clients is that rates are back down at 4%. And there's a lot of other buyers who are holding off and a lot more listings out there to choose from. And so, again, to the extent that you're in it for the long haul, it, it still makes good sense to, to get into the market. And as a buyer, I think you've got some options that you haven't had for, for many years, right? Yeah. And, and you know, I always – last yesterday when I talked to a group of people – uh, at a realtor, uh, at a real estate uh, companies or brokerage firm, they asked me, you know, what message we should tell our clients um, or their clients. You know, one thing that I think we should bring up is the bottom line for many of the buyers uh, is their mortgage payment. And 
you said earlier that price growth remained low at around two, two and a half percent or so. But if you factor in the the increase in interest rates six months, uh, increase in mortgage rates six months ago, it could be up to like 10, 15 percent. But if you take a look at what we're experiencing right now, especially in the upcoming month, you saw, we saw earlier that when we compare last month's uh, this uh, March uh, mortgage rates compared to last year, it actually dropped from last year at this point was what 4.4 percent roughly. We're right. at 4.1, 4.2 right now. I think the uh, Fed, uh, the Freddie Mac came out with a weekly uh, mortgage rate of 4.06. So we could potentially see a monthly mortgage payment for a median price home actually dropped from last year. Right. Yeah. So again, you can actually afford more than you could uh, a year ago when it was at 4.4, a lot more than you could when it was at 5% back in, in November. And so again, um, you know, we should be focused on selling the idea of home ownership, all those long-term benefits to, um, you know, families, individual wealth creation of the future generations that they'll be able to provide for to society at large. And frankly, for our economy. And I think that if we can do that, then use some of this good news to our advantage, then uh, we'll see those mortgage applications go up and we'll you know, hopefully be able to hold on to a lot of this bounce that we saw in February. So uh, I think we'll go ahead and, and leave it there. But uh, as, as more developments come, this was a very news-filled couple of weeks. And, and as more developments happen, I think we'll be right back here reporting to you. So uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you on the next Housing Matters podcast. Oscar, did we miss anything? I think we covered pretty much everything. And hopefully we deliver a somewhat more positive message to everyone. It's uh, it's good to be delivering good news for a change. So, uh, you know, it's tough out there, but I think there's still a lot of reasons for being optimistic. So thank you guys again. We'll see you next time. See ya.